Welcome to Cowl Fans, a popped-off podcast, the casual fans home for Overwatch League news. We're coming at you from the first Brandon studio in Tampa, Florida. I'm Alurimore. I'm Haller. And, guys, it's here. It's here. It's upon us. Overwatch League Grand Finals are this Sunday. What, what? Dawn of the final day. Dawn of the final <laughs> Six days. Week. The, moon, the moon's still rather high in the sky. What is it coming down? It's happening. We're excited. We're excited. I'm so pumped for this. I have a feeling, though, that the San Francisco Shock, slightly less excited than they were a couple days ago. Yeah, I, I think Krusty uh, is an upset man. Mm. So, for those of you who don't know, Stryker had an unfortunate scooting accident when he was out and about on a scooter. That, the kid pootered off a scooter. <laughs> His leg's pretty jacked. His arm looks especially Ugh. mangled. And I can't, it's hard to tell, right? It, the pictures on the Twitter were yep. heavily bandaged. Yes. So it's impossible to really tell how bad it was, but what I could see was something that looked like an animal had scratched across the palm of his hand. Oh, could you see that? I did. It looked like, it looked like right here at the edge of the palm, I saw three uh. scratch marks. I was like, did, it, did you get hit by a, bald by a bear? Uh, this is, this is a, Big, what the kids would call, bruh moment. Like, <laughs> bruh, striker. This is a week, one week before the biggest match of your life. It seems he was out with Sinatra and some others. Yes. If the internet is to be believed. Yes. Um, honestly, this is a big oof. This is, this is hyper unfortunate. Big oof. But it's not his aiming arm. His it other is arm not. Seems fine. So the pictures they show, they show one leg, it's all scratched up, and they show his left arm. Right. Which, that's his WASD. I imagine that's going to be annoying and painful, but probably not as much movement as is going to be required for your right arm. And I'm, I'm I think it was his left leg too, so I'm assuming he it just looked fell like his on right his leg and his left arm. Uh, that's a little more worrisome. But hopefully he just fell on his left side, which means. His mouse hand is unharmed, but I don't know. Like, at least with the San Francisco Shock, you're in a sort of lucky position that you do have Architect. Like, he played Reaper for you all of Stage 4. Granted, this is a little bit different of a style of Reaper, but I believe Architect could adapt. Oh, yeah, for sure. For so, sure. not as end of the world as, like, I would be more worried if the Vancouver Titans had this happen to Soman Sue, and now all of a sudden you're bringing Rascal, who really doesn't have a lot of experience on this Reaper at all. Yeah. Like, he hasn't had any playtime, at least. Um, Architect still plays on escort maps. You'll see a little bit of um, Reaper, even though he's more focused on the Bastion, um, usually when he comes in. So, not awful, but Striker, man. Come on, bro. Right. So, it's, uh, it's an unfortunate moment. And uh, I personally see this as the leading into of team-mandated activities that you can and can't do. Yeah. You know, like, uh, I, professional sports teams have rules. You know, you can't yes. go out on these nights. Yes. You can't do this these weeks. Yeah. I, I see this as the beginning of that, right? Because yeah. <clears throat> you're going to wind up with teams going, I don't care what you want to do this week. You're going to stay in the house. You're going to take our yes. transportation in our heavily armored cars, or whatever they want to do, <laughs> saying, you will not put yourself in any potential danger, including going on a scooter ride. 
I love how that's potential danger for us. For like, for like sports, it's like no skydiving, no skiing, like things that have a lot of normal injury. Right. Scooters. Just recreational rent-a-scooters. Yeah, well, they're dangerous, man. Did you see what happened to Stryker? <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, so. I have. So, in addition, it seems like there are going to be one, maybe two key matchups that we really want to look into here that Howler's got for us. Yes. So, looking at the San Francisco Shock and the Vancouver Titans facing off in the grand finals, I'm going to have all my eyes on this Moira matchup. Mm. Ties a little bit into the Doomfist matchup, but mostly okay. this Moira matchup. Because you have two different play styles and two different strong suits for both of these Moiras, and it's going to be very interesting to see which style is going to give the other team an edge, because I think the Moiras are going to be a huge factor. You already know when you're watching a game, or if you've been watching the playoffs, so, uh, you've probably realized that potentially the worst pick that could possibly happen to your team is the Moira. Mm. The Moira is critical. She's putting She's out tons of healing. tons of healing. I mean, Coalescence is such a huge ult. In this, like the uh, the coalescence lead, especially on like maps like control, huge advantage for teams, right? Right. So the Moiras are going to be a critical thing. Um, they there's two different play styles. Surprisingly, Violet, who is usually more aggressive, and Twilight's a lot more passive. In Moira, it's very flipped. Um, Twilight's incredibly aggressive. He has the most hero damage done, I believe. I'm not getting this stat wrong out of all the Moiras. Wow. So he is an incredibly aggressive Moira, and he, he's significantly ahead of Violet. That's awesome. Um, where Violet has more healing, um, and, and still a decent amount of damage done, but it definitely has more healing than Twilight. It is a lot more healing focused. Now, that might just mean because of the extra damage that Twilight's pumping out right. that they're doing... They're just killing people faster, so he doesn't have to heal as much. Sure. That's always a potentiality. But this, I'm, I'm seeing, basically, you've got your quick play Moira in Twilight, who's throwing out purple orbs, and you've got your reserved competitive masters Moira throwing out them healer's orbs. Mm. So. Just have to see what's going to go down. Yeah, it should be interesting, because I know when you throw out healing orbs, it tends to give more ult charge. So he should have a little bit more of an advantage there. But you meet, but with Twilight, there's just going to be a ridiculous amount of pressure coming from the from the Vancouver Titans. If you look across like hero damage done in the stats page on Overwatch League, Vancouver Titans have a significant advantage over the San Francisco Shock. These guys pump out damage, so it's going to be up to the Shock to be able to survive this. And I feel really good about this because I have a really important stat. Okay. So if you look at deaths per 10 minutes, the second lowest person out of everyone who's played in the postseason is Violet. Wow. That's critical. Because if the Moira doesn't get picked off early, yeah. that means your team has more sustain because of all the extra heals. Yep. And Violet's already a very healing intensive Moira, so that means more extra heals even than the Vancouver yeah. Titans would be losing. He has over one death per 10 minute less than Twilight. Twilight, he, Violet is at 3.93, and I believe um, Twilight, 4.99. So wow. 
a pretty decent lead. And the only person ahead of Violet is Nevix, who has played like one map against the London Spitfire where he just clowned on him, right? right? So really not like a good sample pool. But then out of everybody else, Violet is the second lowest. And San Francisco Shock had to play against the New York Excelsior. Libero has more solo kills against Moira's. Going into that match, he was like the king of solo killing Moira's. Yeah. He had like eight solo kills against Twilight in the winner's finals. Then you get to the loser's finals. Violet has more kills on Libero than Libero has on, on Violet. That's impressive. The dude is clowning on Doomfist. And Vancouver Titans style is a lot where I think Shock are a lot more co coordinated. Vancouver, they have synergy, but they're a lot more scrappy, right? They're just really good at reading each other's scrap. So right. Hawksall's very aggressive. He's trying to go in deep and get Moira's as well. He's trying to get into your backline and just pick off people. If you have Violet, who not only can stay alive, but can also punish them, this could be the key thing that pushes this game into San Francisco Shock's favor. But if Violet isn't able to capitalize on this and the overwhelming pressure from Twilight and the Vancouver Titans just kills them all real quick, then... Um, Vancouver Titans takes it. Yeah, advantage to them. So I think that's going to be the, the real thing you really want to be looking at. Is this Moira matchup? Yeah. So those of you who've been with us for a while know we like to do predictions, and our predictions are often wrong. Yes. But that doesn't stop us, and it's not going to stop us today. No, it's not. No, it's not. So today what we have for you is a special guest weatherman howls with the wind. <laughs> Told you I was going to do it. Oh, my gosh. Well, and he is going to present for you our special seven-map forecast for this week. Uh, over to you, Howls with the Wind. Thanks, Howler. Allure more. Hi, I am Howls with the Wind, and I'm bringing you the official Cowl Fans 7 map forecast. To take us to our first map of the day at Control, we are, we are predicting uh, a visit in Lijiang Tower, China. Um, if you look at the Vancouver Titans, we actually have a lot of data on these guys because they're the number one seed. And the, the higher seed always gets to pick the first map of their games. And the Vancouver Titans have put, picked Lijiang Tower every single time, except once against the LA Gladiators when they did pick Busan. But the San Francisco Shock, on the other hand, in all of their maps, have picked Busan. So we're expecting a strong chance of Lijiang Tower, and we're giving a 70% chance of some Vancouver Titan weather going on here today. We think that the Vancouver Titans are probably going to take this map away with their strong, scrappy play style that really just lends itself to control. And on their map pick, San Francisco Shock are going to be in a real uphill battle. Moving over to hybrid, our second map of the day, um, we're predicting a, a chance of Eichenwald. We've only seen the San Francisco Shock pick the uh, assault map once because after their loss to the Atlanta Reign, they haven't lost the map. So they haven't had to do a lot of map picking, but they did pick a map once and it's not Eichenwald. It was actually Numbani. And I know what you're thinking. Howls with the wind. 
I don't trust you as much as I trust that Howler guy on the desk. Why would we go to Eichenwald if they picked Numbani? Numbani also lends itself to Bastion Strats, which is more of the San Francisco Shock style than the Vancouver Titans. Well, I'm glad you asked, Cowell fans viewer. We're thinking Eichenwald because you, San Francisco Shock has yet to play Eichenwald in the playoffs. And having a map with no tape is an incredible advantage to a team. So we're predicting the Eichenwald, but maybe there's a chance of Numbani here today. But either way, we're seeing a strong chance of San Francisco Shock taking this map away. Putting it only a 60% chance because we do have no tape. There's no telling really how strong the San Francisco Shock are on this map. But that element of surprise should give them the edge they need to go ahead and take away the second map and bring this series 1-1. Moving over to Assault, our third map of the series and our only Assault map of the series. Um, the Vancouver Titans are picking and the Vancouver Titans always pick Temple of Anubis because they love Temple of Anubis. Even when they're not running Genji, they still love it. It's their map. It's where they go. This is where we're going. It's almost inevitable. However, the San Francisco Shock also very much like the Temple of Anubis and have looked quite good on it. So we really think this could go either way. In fact, we're only giving a 40% chance the San Francisco Shock. And now you're probably asking yourself again, how can there be two teams and a 40% chance of winning for one team. Doesn't that mean a 60% chance for Vancouver Titans? Good eye. But Vancouver Titans and the San Francisco Shock have a pretty good chance of tying on this map as well, I do believe. This should be incredibly close and could probably flip either way, but Vancouver Titans haven't convinced me on it recently. Their wins have been narrow, where Shock have been convincing. I'm giving advantage shock here, but this could be one of the more contended maps of this series and definitely is a one to keep an eye out for, especially if we tie, because that could mean map eight. But before we get too ahead of ourselves, let's move on over to map four, where we go to Escort. Now, Escort is one of the more interesting map types. Um, if this is the Vancouver Titans pick, definitely not expecting Rialto, because that really plays into the Farah uh, Bastion comps that Rascal and Architect really thrive on. Um, I'm going to expect um, Watchpoint Gibraltar. This is a very good map to counter Bastion compositions. There's a lot of high ground, so you could just stay away from the Bastion and then fall on top of him. It's really hard to work against. You saw um, New York struggle on this map, um, and even San Francisco Shock, they've won this map. They've even picked it against Atlanta. But probably not their strongest. So expecting Vancouver Titans to go here as a, count, as a counter to what San Francisco play, and I'm giving them a pretty decent chance of winning, a 65% chance probability that we get 2-2 going into the fifth map. Fifth map, I think this could be the very closest one of the series. I think we're going to control. It's a shock map pick. I'm expecting Busan. They've always picked Busan throughout all of the losers bracket. Even in their game against Atlanta, they picked Busan. They have yet to not. This is their control map. This is where they're comfortable. I'm expecting Busan. Vancouver Titans, also a favorite of theirs. They really enjoy Busan. So this one could really go either way. 
I'm putting a slight edge, 51% chance to the Vancouver Titans, just because I think control better suits their play style. But honestly, you just need one clutch death blossom, one clutch graviton surge, one clutch sound barrier can flip the entire script of control on its head. So this, this map may decide the series. I'm giving it to the Vancouver Titans. I just think they have the edge in control. Finally, moving over to hybrid. Well, not finally, but getting near the end here. Um, final hybrid map, shock pick. I already explained why I think they were going to do Numbani or Ike involved. If they didn't do Numbani already, we're going to Numbani. Now, there's a big reason why. The other map in the pool is King's Row. And you're, I know what you're thinking. You're like, but everybody loves King's Row. All the pros love King's Row. This is everybody's favorite map. And it really suits the Reaper Doomfist meta quite well. Why wouldn't you want to go there? Well, the San Francisco Shock is a superstitious team especially a man named Sinatra. This guy literally will carry a block of wood with him into an interview in case something is said that needs to be knocked on wood. Right? This guy, he takes these sort of things seriously. King's Row has been a meetup that the Vancouver Titans and the San Francisco Shock have had in three out of their four meetings before this. They have lost every single time in the same exact fashion. No matter who attacks first, it'll end in such a matter that Vancouver Titans and the San Francisco Shock both complete the map with Vancouver Titans having a larger time bank than the San Francisco Shock. San Francisco Shock will take A, will push almost all the way to B, right before the foundry, once you get past that final curve towards point B. And then they'll get stopped, and Vancouver Titans, in overtime, will push and win the map. It's happened every single time in the same exact way. If metas didn't change, it would be almost impossible to just play the footage and say when this happened, because it literally looks the same every single time. So I don't think they'll go to King's Row. I think Sinatra will recognize what I recognize, that that map is cursed between these two teams. And if the San Francisco Shock want to win, you don't go to King's Row. Too much PTSD. So you go to Numbani. I think this plays to their strengths pretty well. This is a um, Vancouver Titans or Runaway classic map. They didn't lose this map in for like two years until the playoffs, but they've since lost it like once or, or twice in the playoffs. And Shock have always looked really strong on it. So Shock, Numbani, 65% chance. Should be a good look. And then finally, our final map, Escort, map seven. I feel like we're going to go to Dorado. I've already listed the reasons of why Rialto is a good pick for the San Francisco Shock. Vancouver Titans ain't going to pick it. And you saw Vancouver Titans dominate the New York Excelsior on this map. Didn't even let them get halfway to point B. Just totally destroyed them. Um, on escort maps, San Francisco Shock likes to play like the New York Excelsior. They like the Bastion comps, the Farah. They sub out. Um, Sinatra and Stryker for Architect and Rascal. So they'll probably be playing similar play styles, and I think the Vancouver Titans are just going to do what they did in New York, just kind of thrash them, do, take unexpected team fights, really pressure that Bastion, make them switch, ruin their alt economy, and then just win, and then just snowball the game from there. So giving them a heavy advantage, which overall, 
We're predicting a uh, Vancouver Titans win in a, in a tight 4-3 series at the Grand Finals. If there's a map eight, that would be Ilios. And honestly, that could go either way. Slight advantage to Vancouver Titans because if you are a hardcore Overwatch League fan and have watched the Contender Season 2 Finals where on map eight, the Vancouver Titans as Runaway won their first championship on Ilios on map eight, I think they're gonna feel quite at home on map eight on Ilios. It'll almost just seem meant to be. Well. That's all I've got for your seven map forecast. This has been Howls with the Wind. And back to you guys at the desk. Thank you, Howls with the Wind. What, what a, a handsome forecast. man. <laughs> that True. is just, that's some quality human right there. That's it. That's it. He's the best guy we ever had on the show. We should just fire ourselves. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I'm not really sure what it means to agree or disagree with this statement. Uh, so. <laughs> that's what we're looking at. That, that's my prediction here. What do you think about that? 4-3, four, four, Vancouver I, uh, Titans. I, uh, I don't like it. You don't like it? No. Why not? Because I don't, I don't like it. No? No. Just I, rooting for the shock? I'm just rooting for the shock. Honestly, so yeah, for those of you who uh, know me, which is probably none of you. I know him. This guy. Um, Good thing I'm here for you. Talk to me. Thanks, thanks. You know me. I, uh, I want to see this league really last. And so the team I'm always cheering for is a team that I think will have the best impact on the league if they win. I okay. think a mixed roster winning the grand finals is one of the better things that could happen for this league. Because True. I think that gets people away from the... You know, the them feeling like they need to move to all Korean or all English speaking. Right. Like we're seeing the mayhem go through. And now, honestly, the Defiant are basically going through it in the opposite direction. Yes. And and you see these teams go through such these large chunks of lull. Mm -hmm. And eventually, being in Florida, the mayhem guys are going to learn to speak English. And it's right. going to become much less of an issue. Because mm. they're just going to communicate well in either language. Yep. And then it doesn't matter which language people speak. They can create that mixed roster. And, and, but it's going to take a long time to get there. Yes. Right? The Shock knew that. The Shock went ahead and planned for that and built this team a year ago and said, look, it doesn't matter. We're going to go through the struggles of this because we know these are good players who if we can help get to synergize, help get to communicate, we're going to wind up in a really good spot. And they're in a really good spot. They're in an excellent spot. It's the same reason I cheered for Philadelphia last year. Right. Because they were also orange. in that spot. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, also, I just love the color orange. Apparently, he owns tons of orange, we found out today. That's why he's wearing his favorite orange shirt. That's correct. So much orange. I asked my wife, dear, do I own any orange clothes? And she said, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> so he wore his Vancouver Titans blue. That's true. <laughs> so... But that's, that's what I want to see happen, yeah. though. I want to see more teams feel the freedom to build the roster that they really think is going to suit them. And yes. right now, I don't think they're feeling Regardless that. of region. Regardless right. of region. Because that's I, the dream of the Overwatch League, is that you have the world's best talent, not just one region's best talent. Because otherwise, we could have just gone the League of Legends way, had LCS, um, LCK, right. LEC, whatever it all, the LEDs. 
Right, and had all the different regional championships. And then just come together for Worlds later, like mm -hmm. we're doing with Contenders and the Gauntlet. Right, which is uh, fine for Contenders. Yeah, I, I think it works, like keep your region homogenized, like allow there to be a route for talent of a specific region to come up. That's good. But once you're at the like the top, top level, from wherever you come from, you should be able to play, right? Probably. So, it, 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 People are going to argue about contenders for days. I don't think they we're ever going to find a solution that makes anybody right. happy. And I don't think so. this is the casual Overwatch League fan, not the casual contenders fan. Right, right. So, so just in general, I want to see the mixed roster win. Yeah. I want to see San Francisco win. And the, on the other, co other side of the coin, this could set a dangerous precedent if the Vancouver Titans win. Because not only... Would this be the uh, an all Korean team winning again? It would be again? the second all Korean team in a row winning the Grand. But Final. not even that. This would be the second time that the team that had won the biggest tournament in Korea before the before that season of the Overwatch League went on to win the Overwatch League. That's true. Because Runaway won the last season of Korean Contenders before they joined the league. And GC Busan won the last season of Apex before they joined the league yep. for the London Spitfire. So, so that's. That's just not a good place to be. That, that would mean the team that's going to win, you could see a lot of people probably just throwing money at whoever whoever just won. Right. Korean, I, who, whoever wins the gauntlet. Just there's there's your Overwatch League Season 3 champion. It should, they're going to get picked up as a full unit, provided they're of age, as much as possible. Yeah, I don't want to see that. I don't want that. I don't want it. No. Mm-mm. Yeah. So I'm cheering for the shock, unashamedly. Also, Baby Bay drinks are all gray tea, and I think that's cool. So, but he plays for Atlanta. Oh, that's right. He used to play for the Shock. <laughs> He's still in the Shock in my mind. <laughs> that's wrong, but that's what it is. Okay. And I, I also want to say Casual fan. that I just predicted a 4-3 win for the Vancouver Titans. Right? I just did that. Ask me who I think the better team is. Who do you think the better team is? San Francisco Shock. Easy. Rega definitely the better team. However, the Overwatch League has decided that we're going to take the worst map type in the world, Control, <laughs> and make it the most important map type It's true in the entire Best of Seven series. It's true, and then even if you go to the eighth map, you don't get to play the Assault map twice, nope. which is the thing that I think makes the most sense. We'll play every map type twice before yeah. we start repeating again. But no, if you go to map eight, you get control again. A third time! So A third time! You only get assault once, and control plays completely differently than, than everything any other else. Map type. Like the other map types require like a brain, teamwork, and a brain. all that control brain. requires is skill. That's it. It's just it's just a display of mechanical skill. It's minutes of scrappy fighting, and I think the stat is like 85% of the teams that win the first team fight in control win the map. It, it's, or it's win very, that round. It's like, I didn't think it was that high, but it's, it's pretty really high. It's really high. I was like, in the, I thought it was high 70s, but either Maybe way. Maybe high 70s, but still. That's it's like, very high. It's very significant. So it basically doesn't matter after that, for the most part, because you win that first fight, you then you mean you have an it. ult advantage. You could probably snowball that to 99% until the other team gets a six stack, and you've just been using one or two ults to win team fights. They beat you. Then you just build a six stack, beat mm. them at 99-99, and it's done. It's over. Control is like just not a good map type. Um, and there's so much emphasis put on it. I would love to see next year, especially for best of sevens, like keep your best of four format how it is. It doesn't matter. You're just right. playing, You're playing every map type. Every map type. And I like I like control as a tiebreaker. I do. 
It's a, it's a good tiebreaker. Um, it just doesn't feel good here. Right? Just like, just like shootouts are a good tiebreaker in soccer. A lot of people are going to disagree with me on that if you're a soccer fan. I understand that. But it's a good tiebreaker. It gives you a definitive winner if, you're, if you can't get it another way. I right. would like control to be more like that. It's just this tiebreaker. Um, where the other maps, that's, that's the sport. That's Overwatch. Hmm. And so if we could just have like Assault be the first map and then have Control just show up once somewhere in the first seven maps, and then if you get a tiebreaker with two Assault maps, you're probably going to need it, then start doing Control maps. And I guess I can understand for League reasons, like Control kind of keeps the schedule more on tack. Um, you know there's a lot less variability in how long a Control map is going to go versus yeah. the other map types. There's less, there's less potential for a tie, but so maybe you just put more of an emphasis on escort in the early maps. I just, I don't like how much emphasis there is on control because when you talk to any analyst and anyone who really understands the game, it's it's a completely different style than everything else. Even though a lot of pros hate assault, a lot of players hate assault. In professional Overwatch, assault to me is very exciting, and plays a lot more similar similarly to things like hybrid and escort, and you see teams like the New York Excelsior who are particularly good at assault points, but that only pays off on hybrid and assault, which is not the majority of the map pool. I mean, but it should be. It should be half of the map pool because that's yeah. two of the four map types. Yep. So it's it's a thing where we have feelings about it. There we go. I just wanted to say that. My little sidebar, control sucks. Good sidebar. <laughs> Don't delete 2CP. Delete control. Yes. I love control. I love playing it as a player. Professional Overwatch, less of an emphasis. Keep it like like deathmatch. We don't need a deathmatch game in mm -hmm. the in the middle of my professional Overwatch. Mm -hmm. Keep control out of it too. So that's uh that's where we are. That's where we are now. Both of us will be attending different events to enjoy the grand finals this Sunday. Yes. Howler, where will you be? Philadelphia, that's baby. The wrong side of your hat. Philadelphia, <laughs> baby. <laughs> <laughs> Live and in person, you can come and jive with Howler at Philadelphia. Do you like that? I don't get it. I, I, I rhymed. Oh, live jive. Okay, I was like trying to think of like like a Philadelphia reference. Like nope, nope. Philadelphia I was just Bieber. making rhymes. I think that's a thing. I was just, just dropping some fat rhymes. Dang. Okay. Be sure to pick up his mixtape <laughs> in Orlando. If you are not going to be at the Grand Finals, definitely come say what's up. I'm pretty easy to notice. Um, I'm small. It's true. But I've got the whole long hair thing. That's, that's kind of stand out. And I'm going to be in a Florida Mayhem jersey. Probably not going to see a lot of it. Mm -mm. I'm not going to be in the bright yellow. I'm probably going to go for the Mayhem Vice this year. So I'm not going to be as stand out. But mm. still, not going to be a lot of us walking around. If Bass is there, he'll be in his Mayhem Vice jersey. Maybe. Maybe he will. <laughs> he didn't even wear his Mayhem jersey that to guy, the Mayhem game was, at the Atlanta home. It was stand. terrible. Like, come on. Anyways. Come on. Anyways, so come and find us and hang out with us at yeah. our respective events. I'll be going to the Chaos Cruise event in Orlando, just like he said. And uh, it should be a good time. I may be a tad late, but I'm going to get there. I, I will probably be early. They've, they announced they're having a little, um, uh, what are they calling it? Not a pre-show. They're... They're basically doing like a tailgating thing in the parking lot. That's it opens cool. at like 10 a.m. and they're like having like events and pictures and there's there's apparently food too. I like food. Yeah. And they're like doing food. giveaways, so I'll probably I'll probably be chilling in the parking lot, 
dying in the sun on the pavement. Feel well. free to join. <laughs> Say hi. Say hi. So it should be a good time. So come find us. Come hang out with us. And, uh, and that'll be a great time. I'm so, I'm so pumped for this. I'm so pumped. Vancouver Titans and San Francisco Shock has not disappointed yet. Not yet. Maybe in stage one a little bit, and but San Francisco Shock were still turning on. That was like the turning point match for them, though. They like played that and were like, hey, guys, we played at least King's Row pretty close. We might be able to do this. And then since then, it's just been like, oh, my gosh, every time they see it's been amazing. Be and now we're going to get to do it at the grand finals, the biggest stage. This is really going to be... Oh, sick. This is really the dream. This is awesome. I'm excited. So, please come and join us. Please enjoy the Grand Finals. Have a good time, you guys. This is Overwatch League. We love it. Let's have a good time. All right? So that's all the time that we have today to be on this show. So, thank you for joining us. We want to give a big shout-out to Popped Off, who takes very good care of us and helps us do lots of things. Um, they keep us online. They get us into the different podcasting platforms, and they are just... Super supportive. They're the best. Um, big thank you to... No, that is that is my big thank you. Make sure to follow us on social media platforms like uh, Facebook and Twitter. And I'm going to try and Instagram over the weekend while I'm in Orlando. So... Wow. I'm going to do my best. I struggle with that, but I'm going to try. So Maybe I'll try to do a little bit of Instagramming at Grand Finals. Yeah, we could do like... Both, two both things happening at the same time. People will go through the story and be like, Whoa, what's and you're going to be like in two We've teleported. Like two different experiences. All in one place, please. Watch out. <laughs> so make sure to check us out. Follow us. We're at Cowell Fans, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. It's all the same handle. All right? And uh, make sure you can check us out. You can watch us on YouTube. You can listen to us on Spotify, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. Those are the three big ones. Yep. And uh, most major podcasting platforms. We're actually trying to get on Pandora, Ooh. which would be super cool, but I don't think we've, we haven't heard back from them. And they seem to be real particular about who they let into their, their podcasting thing, which is kind of silly. Makes me sad. Yeah. I didn't realize cool. they had podcasts. It's a new thing. It's a new feature. Yeah. Oh. So that'll, that'll be fun. Um, you know, so we're always, we're always trying to figure it out. Um, please share us with your friends. If you like the show and you want to support the show, share the show. That's the number one thing you can do to support us. It lets us know that people care because we see all the numbers rise up and go, hey, look, a bunch of people watched us. Some people must have liked us and shared us with their friends. It makes us feel good about ourselves, you know, because I have self-esteem issues. I do not have self-esteem issues. No, he does not. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. I'm Allurmore. I'm Haller. And you have been tuned in to Cowell Fans. We'll see you next week. Bingo!